Ooh. I'm on the end of Survivor because I just watched. So uh, currently, I'm recording this. It's uh, it's Sunday morning, uh, Sunday afternoon actually. Just er Sunday early afternoon. I'm about to go watch football in a little bit, but I thought, you know what? I had to come on here and I have to talk about Survivor, uh, especially because oh my, what an episode! I mean, what, <laughs> what an episode! I mean, it's you know. Amazing race as well. We're getting down to the final three as well. Hell's Kitchen is hitting up. This is a very, very exciting time for me as a reality TV and a TV fan of these three shows because all three of these shows are, are getting to be really, really exciting right now. So yeah, this is episode number three, um, and let's 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 hop right into it. Honestly, I'm not even gonna waste any time. I'm not even gonna BS anybody with any fluff. Let's just get right into this. So. Um, let's talk about this past episode of Survivor. So obviously, I'm, you know, I talked about last episode about how Bruce is a complete moron for not playing his idol. You know, everyone get, gets back to camp, and it is obvious, especially with Katura. I mean, they are ecstatic, out of their mind. I mean, Emily pulled off one of the <laughs> one of the greatest moves that I've seen in a while, convincing Bruce, even though he knew he was going to get votes against him and knew that he was a big threat to go home. He, she convinced him to not play his idol, which was, I mean, absolutely insanity. And he didn't, and look what happened. I guess that just means, I guess that means you can't trust Emily anymore. <laughs> but, but anyways, so they come out, you know, they're done with Tribal, and everyone's ecstatic. Everyone's super happy. Emily, you know, pulled off a big move, you know, voting him, voting her out um, and, and all that. Um, so sort of, so sort of looking at the state after after tribal. So Austin, you look at Austin. He Austin is a guy that you know in the game at this point has a decent amount of power. Um, you know he's just coming off of an of an immunity win. Um, he has two idols, but the only issue is that he gave one of his idols to Julie, who you know who has it, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on because that's that's an important detail to know that. That, uh, that Julie has Austin's idol. That's a very, very important detail to know. Um, but he also has this amulet, which has the power of an idol, and he needs to play it by the final six. So, you know, he has to play it by the final six, and, you know, which after this past episode, I think I, there are six people left uh, in the game. So next episode, he's going to have to play it, which also essentially means that Austin, you know, guaranteed a spot um, in the final five. So I guess that's a little bit of a spoiler. Austin was not the one that was voted out. Um, but the episode's also been, it's, it's been out for a couple of days, so it doesn't really matter. But that, that's besides the point. Anyway, so yeah, Austin has a decent amount of power in this game. And also, you know, with alliances, he's also in a good position. He's in the Reba 4 with, with Drew, D, and Julie. So the four of them, they, they have the numbers. The four of them, they have the numbers to really be able to control the game at this point. And in theory, if they wanted to, I mean, if you look, you know, in terms of, you know, Emily, in terms of Jake, in terms of Katura, they could pick those three off one by one if they wanted to. And not, I don't know if that would exactly be the smartest strategic move um, for, for their games. But regardless, in theory, they could go to the final four, pick, pick all of them off one by one by one, and, and, and that would be the season. Which is which is valid, but like you know, not super exciting. But regardless, they they have the numbers, and I mentioned Jake Katur and Emily. They are all 
um, on the bottom. But within the Rudy before, it's very obvious that D and Austin, you know, they have a very close connection. It's very, very obvious. D and Austin, they're very close. Potential showmance coming about. You know, Austin said that he wanted to be like Boss and Rob with D being Amber. Like, he said that he hoped that he could get that. And it's funny that D said that she's like, yeah, no, I'm not coming out here. I'm not going to do any showmances. But, I mean, you know, look at her now. I feel like that's what everybody says, but you can't you can't exactly stop stop that, you know? That's something that just kind of happens naturally. You can't really stop love. I don't even I don't know if I'd consider it, you know, I don't know if it's love yet, but like because because they, you know, they just met, but but that's not that's not the point that I'm trying to make. Um anyway, so, you know, ne- next next morning at camp, so, you know, I get a little potential showmance going on uh, between those two, but the next day Emily Emily goes off on a journey, and this is where, you know, this is where the, the, the episode starts to take a little bit of a turn, and, you know, everything is just, everything just happens from here on out. So, Emily, she gets picked to go on this journey, and essentially what, what she could do is she could try to solve a puzzle to, to, to gain um, advantage, or I think gain immunity um, for the next uh, tribal council. And I think if she lost the puzzle, she would lose her vote. And evidently, she decided not to. She decided to. She decided to not play it. She decided to play it safe. She didn't want to lose her vote because of the way that the numbers were in the game. Which I don't know. I, if I were in that situation, I'd play it because if you're already on the bottom, your your vote isn't going to really matter that much if you think about it. Because if it's four, if it's four votes to three, even if you're still voting, you're still not going to be in the numbers. You know, so I feel like in that situation, you have to, I mean, it's at that point in the game, you have to try to make it to the next day. You, I feel like you got to go for it. I'm not a fan of playing it safe in Survivor. I'm not. I, I, I think that's part of the game. I think you got to just play the game a little bit. Just go for it. Just, 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 you know what? Just say, f*** it. And just jump off a cliff. And yeah, so I, I don't know. I think that that's, that's what should have happened, per, personally. But, but anyway, so she decides, you know what? I'm going to play it safe. Uh, yeah, I don't agree with the decision, um, I really, I did not agree with it, you know, <laughs> I did not agree with it, um, at all, but, again, I'm also, I'm also, I'm also not Emily, um, and I know I'm talking very fast here, but, alright, let's, you know, so, so Drew, my guy, my guy Drew, I'm rooting for Drew, I love Drew, I, I kind of hope that Drew wins the entire season, to be completely honest with you, I love Drew, um, I'm not sure if he will. I mean, it, I mean, honestly, in terms, you know, it all it all really depends. To be honest, on on how the rest of the season plays out. But Drew, he won his first um, immunity t- today, and and prior to that, or you know, pr- you know, prior to that, he, you know, obviously, I mentioned that D and Austin uh, are very close. So I'm just want to go back a little bit. So before the immunity challenge, they were talking. You know, Austin, he was talking about voting out Julian. You may be thinking, well, River, you just said that they're all in, a, in an alliance together. Why would you vote an alliance member out? Which is a very valid question. But if you look at the game, if you look at Julie, if she makes it to the final three, Julie has a very, very good shot to win this game just because of how much she is liked. And if you, you know, w- one thing that was unique about this episode is they showed, like, every single voting confessional, or at least a lot of them, um, it, they showed a lot of them, and Emily in her voting confessional, she voted out Julie. She casted a vote on Julie, 
you know, she yeah, that's who she, she cast the vote against, and she was like, she like, listen, like if if you make it to the final three, you have my vote for a million dollars. That's why I need to get rid of you because she recognizes that she's probably not the only person that would say that. But Austin, looking at the situation and knowing that D literally has his idol that she's hanging on to, he's like, oh my god, he's like, I need to flush that idol. I, we need to get Julie out because at this point in the game, Julie. Julie's a huge threat. I mean, very, very, very noticeable threat. I mean, she's in a, she's in, she's in the Power Alliance. So right now, at this point in the season, she she's in the Alliance. She's in the Reba Four, and she's in a very good spot because she's well liked um, as well. She has has a great social game. She makes she would make a very good candidate to win Survivor season forty five. She'd make a great candidate, and so Austin recognizes this. Even though they're in the same alliance together, he's like, oh my god, I think I need to vote out Julie. But on the other hand, he's like, well, I have D, who, you know, is my girl or whatever. But, you know, he has he has D, and he's like, oh, my God, like, I, you know, I have to tell her. Like, I can't just not tell her about, about what's going on. You know, so he, he, he decides, hey, you know what, I'm, you know, I'm going to tell her because I think, you know, he respects her too much to keep her um, in, in the dark um, on situations like this. So he tells her, and she's, you know, that she starts, you know, freaking out. And it's not that it's not it's not a thing of Austin not liking Julie. Obviously, it's part of a thing where it's like you know you want you know you want to yeah you have to play the game you know like this is part of Survivor. In Survivor, you're gonna have to make you know difficult decisions, and you sort of have to navigate you know playing the game and you know you know voting people out, making it far in the game, and getting people out that you need to get out. But at the same time. These people are going to, you know, these same people are going to vote for somebody to win a million dollars. And if you're sitting in that seat, you're going to need their votes to win the one million dollars. So that's you've got to be very, very careful about that. Um, and so and so he he really wants to vote Julie out. And so D then goes and relays this to Julie. And she's like, listen, you have to put on your best poker face that you could possibly imagine. You're you are the target. You need to play the idol that Austin gave you, which in Survivor is allowed. If somebody gives you an idol, even if it's just like, hey, hold on to this, you can still play it for yourself. I mean, we've seen it in in seasons past where people have given other people idols and then immediately get voted out. It's I mean, it's it's happened. <laughs> it's happened before. This isn't the first time that something like this has happened. But anyways, but regardless, so he he gives his idol to. To Julie, a um, couple episodes ago, and so then yeah, so you know, guys. Right, so we'll go to the yeah. So that that's that. So we'll go to the immunity challenge. Drew, you know, he he wins immunity. Good for him. Um, and then and then you know after tribal council, you know not after tribal council. Sorry, but after the immunity challenge, you know him, Jake, and Austin. They all go on reward. They get barbecue, whatever, whatever. Austin, you know he that's that's when he talks to D about 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 voting. Um, and he's like, he's like, that, so Austin prior, he recognized, so prior to the tribal is when he recognized, like, I'm just going off my notes here, but pri uh, prior to tribal, sorry, not prior to tribal, Jesus Christ, I can't even speak right now. Prior to the immunity challenge, Austin recognized he might need to vote out Julie. So then after the immunity challenge was over, that's when he approached D about it. That's, that's how that all worked. And then that's when D went to Julie and told her about that. And Julie really wanted to vote out Austin for that reason. She was honestly not happy. She was pretty pissed. She really, I mean, she she really wanted to vo to vote out Austin for that reason. And, you know, D was like, you can't, you cannot be emotional in this vote. Vote out Emily. That's what she told us. She's like, you got to get em Emily out. 
Emily's a big threat, which she is. I mean, considering the blind side that she pulled on Bruce um, and got him to not play his idol, I think she could have been a, a, a real legit threat to win the million dollars as well. And so, you know, Dee tells, you know, Julie about this. We fast forward to Tribal Council, you know, everyone's talking. Tribal Council, you know, continues. And as I mentioned, they show every single voting confessional, basically. Everybody is voting for Julie to go home. Because that's that's the plan that Austin put in motion to get to get Julie to be voted out. However, we also have to remember that she has his immunity idol. And D prior to travel was like, you need to play your idol. She was like, you have to play it. And then you know, look at what happened. She she played her idol. Every single vote was cast against her except the vote that she cast, and she voted out Emily. So, I mean, honestly, I think that Austin is just lucky to even still be here right now, if I'm going to be honest. I think he's lucky to still be, even be here at this point in the game. I mean, because she really, really wanted to um, to vote Austin out. But, I mean, D wasn't going to let that happen. D's not just going to roll over and let her number one, you know, get voted out of the game. She's just not going to do that. So they vote out Emily. She votes out Emily. Emily goes home. You know, what What a tribal council that was. I mean, that, honestly, that was one of probably one of the better Survivor episodes of the whole season. Just, you know, from ev everything combined. It, this is why I love this show. It's so, it's so unexpected. You never know what is going to happen next. Who knows? For all, for all I know, uh, I don't D could get voted out next next tribal. I, I don't know. In a surprise vote, I don't know. It, it like anything is possible at this point in the game. This is why I love Survivor. It's so unpredictable. It keeps you on the edge of your seat. Um, you never know exactly who's going to go home. I mean, there are some seasons where it's like kind of obvious, like how the season's going to play out, and you know they're not going to really differentiate from that. Um, but that's that's not the season. This is not Redemption Island, where that I mean, Redemption Island was one of the most boring seasons of all time, in my opinion. Just was not a fan of it just because Boston Rob literally just completely dominated that season from start to finish, and there was literally no way that anybody else outside of him was going to win that game. I mean, it was clear as day just the fact that he played an infinitely superior game to both um, to both the people he was sitting next to. Um, but anyways, so yeah, so so man, what an episode of Survivor, and now. So it's funny. So Austin now goes from, you know, as I talked about, you know, first starting out the episode, Austin is in this position of, of power. He's in, he just coming off of an immunity when he's in the majority alliance, and he has an amulet which has the power of an idol and an actual idol itself. And so he goes from having all this power. He still has power in the game, obviously. He still has influence. But he goes from having all of this power to now not having his, 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 his one of his idols, and now having Julie still in the game, who is not going to be happy at Austin for trying to get... I mean, I, I can't blame her, though. I mean, it's a part of the game. Listen, I get that. It's a part of the game. I'm not saying it's not. I might have to do the same situation if I'm him. I, I understand where Austin is coming from, but like I also understand where Julie is coming from. You're never going to be happy. If somebody wants to vote you out, you know, you're never going to be like, like no person, no person in their right mind is going to be like, oh, you know what? They're going to for me, but it's OK. No, if you want to win the game, you're not just going to roll over and die. You're going to fight and you're, you're not going to be happy if somebody brings up your name. And I can imagine that when they get back to tribal council, I mean, yeah, next episode's Wednesday, so I'll be tuning in for that. But I mean, I, I really I, I, I can't really imagine that <laughs> that Julie is going to be super happy with Austin. And I have a feeling 
that this could put a little bit of a riff um, or uh, riff in the alliance um, could put um, it could fracture the alliance a little bit. I have a feeling that um, it will do that. And again, like coming from Austin, like it's, he loves Julie. Like it's nothing personal. None of this is personal. This is just all. It's, it's all just strategic gameplay. That that's all it is. It's none of it is personal at all. Any of it. What it's it's a game. Like you know, you're if you're gonna go on Survivor, you want to play the game. You want to play the game to the fullest. And sometimes that might mean going against somebody that you're you're aligned with. I mean, we've seen it before. I mean, Survivor Blood versus Water. I mean, we literally saw Sierra vote out her own mom, her own mother. She voted out. So, I mean, that just goes to show you that literally anything is possible in this game. I mean, quite literally, you know, I mean, voting for your mom, I mean, that's, oh, wow. I mean, that, that's about, I mean, if that's not, if not, if that's not strategic, then I don't know what is. Um, but anyway, so, that, yeah, that's, that was pretty much that episode of Survivor. Of Survivor. So now, now that I sort of look at the playing field, I don't know. Who do I see as a person that could win the game? Well, obviously, Julie, I mentioned. But, I mean, if Austin can make it to the final three, I think he has a very, very good shot because he has a good social game. He has a really strong alliance with D. He's been in the he's in the majority alliance right now. He's won immunity. He's had a couple idols. He has power in the game. Like He has influence in what happens. Um, and, I mean, trying to go after your own alliance member. Like, he's obviously playing the game. Um, I think that right now... With how everything you know is shaking out, I think Austin has a good shot to win the game. But my, I think if the reason that Austin wouldn't win this game is because of this past tribal council with him not going to be able to get out Julie and him really showing his cards uh, in terms of everything that happened. So that I think will not work to his advantage um, at all. I just I don't see that. But I think so in terms of survivor. I think that. That covers that. So now let's go on to the Amazing Race because you know with the Amazing Race, you know, the, it's the final three. They just had the you know the, the penultimate leg, the second to last leg, um, and the final three is going to be coming up next episode. So let's head over to the Amazing Race. All right, so sort of sort of going into the Amazing Race a little bit. Um, so right now, obviously, we're at the final four. Um, coming into the episode, we're at the final four. You know, you have teams, you know, you have um, you have Joel and Garrett, obviously, you have Greg and John, uh, Steven Annalee, and Rob and Corey. So you have those four teams left, as I mentioned, you know, Todd and Ashley got eliminated um, in their last episode. Um, and if we're sort of looking at strengths and weaknesses of each team, let's start with Rob and Corey. Because they're, like, honestly, Rob and Corey is the team that I'm rooting for to win the game. I mean, 100%. They are absolutely the team that I'm rooting for to win this game. Because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they're the most likable team uh, that's left in the competition. I love Greg and John, Angel and Garrett as well. Like, if any three of those win, or Stephen and Lee, like, whoever win, like, it doesn't, you know, matter. Like, I'll still be happy. But, like, but regardless, like, they're the team that I'm rooting for the most. Um, and I will say, they finished first um, in that last leg, so they will be racing, um... So yeah, Steve and Anna Lee was the team that got eliminated. So I will caveat that. Steve and Anna Lee, uh, they were the team that come in last. Um, so they are going to be uh, eliminated. They will not be in the running $4 million anymore. I think, honestly, they ran a very good race, very respectable um, of the way that they ran the race. But what cost them in this last leg, again, I feel like I've seen it over the past couple episodes, it's, it's navigation you know, and getting lost. Seems like the past couple of episodes, they've really been they've been getting lost a lot. 
a lot of confusion confusion on on on, on where they're going. Um, overall, very very respectable race that they ran. Um, but really, like, I'm just sort of looking at that, like, navigation. That is what costs them because in between those two roadblocks, Joel, Joel and Garrett were able to pass them because they got lost, you know, again. And Joel and Garrett were able to sort of just, just whiz by them and get that, get that roadblock done sooner. And they're, they're now going to be in the final three. So we're going to have three all-male teams um, in, the, uh, in, the, uh, in the finale of The Amazing Race, which is interesting, you know, not a lot of diversity there, I guess, but... You know, it, 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 it is what it is. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, I mean, I like Stephen and Lee, though. Like, I, I, th I thought they were solid, you know, father, daughter. You know, I love what Steve said at the end. He's like, you know, I don't really get to spend much time with her anymore. So, like, the fact that we were able to do this together and spend this quality time together was amazing, which I really liked. He seems honestly like a very, a very, a very genuine guy. I'm not going to spend nearly as much time on The Amazing Race as I am Survivor because I do want to get uh, into Hell's Kitchen. I have a special little segment uh for hell's kitchen that i really i really want to do um so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about that um but yeah so anyways so i'm just gonna mention that rob and Corey is the team that i'm rooting for i already said that but i just i love i love their dynamic i love the father-son thing they're obviously so close they haven't really been arguing a lot um this year i just i love i i i love rob i love rob and i love Corey. i think that their relationship is so awesome to watch um by far my favorite team left in the competition i'm Whole, I am wholeheartedly rooting for them to win the million dollars, and I think if they've become, come this far and they finish first on that last leg, I think they have absolutely what it takes to be able to do that, 100%. I'm not going to say that Greg and John and Joel and Garrett won't give them runs for their money because they absolutely will. It's going to be a very, very tight race. I can already tell it's going to be a really tight race. However, with all that being said, though, um, you know, I still am rooting for Robin and Corey. I think that you know, the dynamic, again, as I mentioned, is, is just really sick to watch. Um, and now sort of looking back on the season as a whole, I honestly thought it was a very, very solid season. I mean, the, I mean, the Amazing Race is like, it's like, there's not, I mean, I know with Survivor there's a lot of like twists and turns and this and that. There's a little bit of that in the Amazing Race. There's not as much of it. Um, it's a little bit more linear. I think it's a little bit more like kind of predictable about what's going to happen. Um, there's there's no really like blind sides because you get you get eliminated based off of your own performance. So at the end of the day, if you get eliminated, you really only have yourself to blame, which is kind of what I like about the show. Same thing with with Hell's Kitchen as well. Like, and at the end of the day, if like if you don't succeed in that competition, like you, the only person you have to blame is yourself. And that's kind of what I like about the show is that it's really based off of like unlike Survivor, it's really based off of like your individual performances, your or your team performances. Um, I guess Survivor, you know, so if, for the Amazing Race, like, you know, you know, you're eliminated in the state of this competition based on how you and your partner perform. And the same in Hell's Kitchen, you know, you get eliminated based off of your performance. So, like, you get incentivized to, like, to be, to, to cook or compete, whatever, like, at the, at the highest level that you possibly can. Which, I mean, with Survivor, if you're not a big threat and you kind of coast under the radar, like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I'll just see people in the... In the final tribal council, and I'm just like, what are you doing here? Like, you're not gonna win the game. You didn't do anything all season. I don't want. I don't want to be that guy. But R Ryan in uh, Survivor 35, heroes versus healers versus hustlers. Like, I'm gonna be honest. Like, he didn't really do a lot that season to impress me. He kind of was just carried um, to the finale. And I'm not trying to rip on him or anything like that. But that's just that's just my opinion. Um, I mean, obviously Ben was Ben and Chrissy were the clear favorites to uh, to win that season. Um, he really did not, compared to the, both of them, 
he stood no chance. He got one vote, but he he just he stood absolutely no chance in that season. He never was going to win it. Um, players like that typically do not win Survivor because you really got to play and just not ride the coattails of other people. Um, that's one thing I do not respect in the game is riding the coattails of other people and just using them to get to the end. Like I feel like you really like you got to do it yourself, you know. But I digress. Anyways, um, but so yeah, so that's uh, <laughs> that's certainly a uh, yeah. I don't know, but anyways, so let's go to let's you know what let's spend you know I spent a little time on the amazing race you know the f finale's coming up um I'll talk about the finale and who wins next episode so well maybe I'll spend more time on it but Hell's Kitchen I want to talk about because there's two episodes um that I have to cover so obviously you know I mentioned you know Sandra did end up getting eliminated so she got eliminated in the final ten which I don't know I feel like she you know obviously she only has herself to blame but like to be honest she had a pretty decent service I don't think her confidence was entirely there in herself to be completely honest um same same with Danya as well though Danya just you know she oh man she whoo, 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 she was saved by the skin of her teeth oh my god Gordon Ramsay gave her another shot uh, she better not she better not mess it up because <laughs> that whew. anyways um but yeah so I get you know Sandra you know she said she even mentioned the Gordon Ramsay like in those like rankings where she like had to rank like them you know like where everyone on the team stood she put herself and Donya in the last two spots which Gordon was like listen like if you don't have confidence in yourself and you don't believe you're one of the best chefs in your competition in the competition that tells me that you're not ready which I honestly agree with Gordon on this one I don't think Sandra was quite quite ready regardless to be completely honest with you I think she still has more growing to do uh, as a chef uh, but I mean props to her she she fought. She really struggled early on in the season, uh, but she really, I think, she, honestly, I think she did a really good job of sort of being able to pick herself back up um, and to, you know, really go out with a bang. I mean, honestly, like in that in that dinner service, both te both teams cooked great in that dinner service, to be honest. Both teams, <laughs> both teams cooked really, really well, um, to be completely honest. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll talk about that. And then, you know, last episode, a toy... Uh, she was the one that ended up getting eliminated, and, you know, second, you know, it was her second stint with the, uh, what's it called, it was her second little stint with the, with the red team, or not her second stint, but her second service with the red team, um, I'm not surprised, I mean, I would have, I, you know, as I mentioned, like, you know, I mentioned last episode, you know, in terms of two episodes ago, you know, I've mentioned that I thought that Sandra or Jason were getting eliminated, Sandra did end up getting eliminated that episode, I thought Jason would soon be behind her, um, unfortunately, he is still in the competition, which, well, that'll actually be, we'll get into that uh, in, in a little bit, um, don't, don't you worry, we will, we will get into talking about Jason in a little bit, because, oh boy, do I, oh my god, I just, I, the more the the more and more he's on the show, the more and more I just cannot stand this guy. I absolutely cannot stand him. It is insanity how much I hate this guy. But again, I digress. But we'll get into that at a later time. But yeah, a toy. She she grew a lot in this competition. She started out pretty slow, but she really grew a lot in the competition. And I honestly like I know that she's not ready, but she should be very proud of herself. She cooked very very well. Um. So nothing to be ashamed about. I would, if I were on that show, I'd get eliminated before the show even started. Um, not, not quite at that level. I mean, I can, I'm actually, I actually make some fire steaks. I actually can grill a little bit. I can make some decent steaks. Um, but <laughs> not the point. Anyways, so 
But yeah, I just want to. I, I will mention one thing is that I see. I kind of look at the talent on both teams, and I'm looking at the talent on the blue team, and I just I I I, I look at the talent on the blue team, even with Jason on that team, who I just cannot stand. I cannot. St- it makes my blood boil that he's still still in this competition. I just absolutely like get him off my screen, please, for the love of God, get him off my screen. But. I, but overall, I mean, I look at the talent in the blue team, and I'm like, man, the talent in the blue team is like way better than the talent in the red team. I'm just saying. I mean, you got, I mean, you got Demir, you got Jonathan, you got Ryan. Those are the three best chefs in the entire season, right there on one team. And then you have Jason, who I don't like Jason, but like again, like at the end of the day, he's improving and he he is a solid cook. Like I'm not gonna say that Jason can't cook because he can. You know, he's a good chef. But I, I look at the talent on the blue team, and I just look at the talent. It's just far. Far and away superior than the red team. I just do because nobody really on the red team this season. No one on the nobody on the red team has really made me like. No, no one has like. No one's stood out to me like nearly as much as the members on the blue team. Like if you look at Jonathan, like Demir. Uh, this is one thing I want to talk about. I want to talk about Demir real quick because Demir is very very quickly emerging as a front runner to win this season. He he's one. Of, he he has a voice. He's vocal. Uh, he's a great cook. Um, <laughs> I know that he had made like I think it was like box pasta and like the um, and the, what was it called in the um, in the signature dish challenge. But like he is very rapidly emerging as the be- as the best chef on that team. He's emerging as the leader on the team. Um, and for another episode, like Gordon Ramsay even said, like Demir, like you were the guy. Like at the end of the day, like you you stepped up. You stepped up. You delivered. Like you're going to be in charge um, of naming the nominees and talking to people about that. And I believe for the red team, it was Lee who who had that who had that honor of being able um, to to uh, put the nominees up for the red team. Which Lee Lee, I mean, considering she hasn't been cooking a while, I will say she's been uh, she's been cooking very well this season. Uh, I definitely look at her um, in the red team. I definitely look at her as the fr- uh, you know as the front runner um, to make it really far in the competition. Definitely 100%. Um, I could see her in a black jacket 100%. That's gonna be coming up a little bit later in the season uh, as well. The the black jackets. Um, it could even be next. Would it be next? No, it wouldn't be next episode. It'll probably be two episodes from now. So I'll probably end up. So I'll probably end up having to cover that once I get back from Christmas break. So, but so that'll be a ways out. But anyways, black jackets will be coming up. I can definitely see Leah as a person. Um, securing a black jacket. She is really, um, she's really cooked very well all competition. Um, definitely, I, I sort of look at her as as the best chef uh, in the red team, one hundred and ten percent. So yes. So here's the segment that I was sort of teasing a little bit earlier. So I've I have made it very very clear how much I just cannot stand Jason. I think he's cocky. I think he's arrogant. He's the worst chef on the blue team. You know, if you say anything critical to him whatsoever, he is going to, you know, he's going to, you know, he's not going to flip, but like, he's just going to be like, nah, that's BS. You know, like, come on, like, dude, like you're not above the team, bro. You're not above the team. Okay. Let's be absolutely clear. You're the worst chef on that team. Okay. And you think you're like up here, dude. You think you're at like Gordon Ramsay level when you're just really not. You're, you're, you're so, you, you are so overrated. Like you, you think that you are the guy, you think that you have 20 million Michelin stars like Gordon Ramsay. You know what? You do not. You're on this. There was a reason that Ramsay is the host of the show and you're just a chef trying to be, to work under him. I mean, 
anyone brings any sort of criticism to this guy, the person who brought the criticism, they're always going to be incorrect. You know, if he gets put up, put up for elimination, no matter how bad his service is, even though, you know, I mean, in the last service, it was pretty, it was pretty freaking clear that he was going to be, he, he was going to be put up. And he's like, he, he can't even take responsibility for his own actions. He was like, oh, that's bullshit. Like, come on, dude. Be better. You know what? Step up and recognize that you made a mistake and recognize that, yeah, you know what? I got to I got to improve. You know, he was not that sharp in in service. He he bombed the challenge as well. I mean, just he, Oh my god. It's I and the fact that so what really PO'd me is the fact that you know, Demir, you know, as he, he was tasked with, you know, making those uh what's it called? He was making the nominees. Jason literally, you know, he told him, "Hey man, you know, you screwed up a couple things, you know. We're at, you're at the point in the competition where even the smallest of details are going to get you put up because of how good the competition is." Like, "Hey man, nothing personal. You're going up." And he left, and he's like, "Thanks for being understanding, man." He's like, "Oh yeah, that's, that's bullshit. Whatever, you know, fuck you or what?" I was like, "I was like, bro, come on, man. Like, oh my god." But anyways, so. I wanted to see, so for people that watch Hell's Kitchen, I wanted to see if there were people that hate Jason just as much as I do. So I went on to X, but I'm going to call it Twitter because, um, you know, I just don't, I don't, I'm not going to refer to it as anything other than Twitter because, you know, it's not Twitter. Um, but so I thought, you know what? Let's go on to Twitter. Let's go, let's, and let's go look, <laughs> let's go look at people's tweets about Jason because I was looking through them this morning. There's a lot of people that, you know, that, <laughs> that do not like him. They hate him, you know, basically just as much as I do. So, I mean, let's get right into this. So, so I'm looking at, 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 at tweets about, <laughs> about, about Jason. Um, here's one. Every week I watch Hell's Kitchen hoping Jason goes home and every week he doesn't. This show is the worst. You know what, Samantha? I completely agree. I am so hoping that Jason goes home next episode. I will literally, I mean, it'll be like, it'll be an early birthday. Um, if It'll be like an early birthday present if Jason, if Jason gets to go home next episode. Um, oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, definitely not Tobias on, on, on Twitter said, we needed... We needed Rainisha in Hell's Kitchen <laughs> so someone could actually tell Jason to shut the f*** up. A true loss. Definitely not Tobias, bro. I don't know what your real name is. I, I agree with you, though. I, ab- <laughs> I absolutely agree. I mean, he, he needs to go home. He needs to just shut up. He is so unbelievably cocky. Um, <laughs> the same guy, Jason from SSN23 of Hell's Kitchen, is a moderator on Reddit probably. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, Aunt Perez, O five seven. Jason needs to get eliminated from Hell's Kitchen, and I am so serious. Absolutely, yeah, you know what, Jason? Absolutely, or not, Jason? Aunt Perez, O five seven. Whatever your name is, I I completely agree with you. To be honest, he he needs to get eliminated. He is so unbelievably cocky. Um, I again, I'm very very extremely 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 uh, opinionated on this. Um. But if Graham Graham on Twitter said if if someone don't get Jason off Hell's Kitchen he, if someone don't get Jason off Hell's Kitchen he infuriates me you know what Graham I agree with you J- the fact that Jason is still on this season infuriates me he thinks that he's above everybody he's so cocky um I can't hate him um yo we- yo well the owl on Twitter um 
I've been watching the newest season of Hell's Kitchen, and I just need I need them to get Jason out of there. I hate him so much. Hey, man, I, I completely agree. This is actually pretty fun because obviously I'm not the only person that thinks that Jason that, – that does not like Jason. I'm obviously not the only person. It seems like this is a pretty um, collective agreement that, that – that that Jason um is is not the fans' favorite. It seems like every single fan of the show um, hates Jason. Um, Nordex hater on Twitter says, "How is Jason still on the season of Hell's Kitchen? This dude sucks. Must must be keeping him because they know people want to see him lose." That's my theory. I feel like at this point, I mean, I think the I feel like the producers are just telling Gordon to just keep him in at some point, just just because the, just because of ratings or whatnot. Um, <laughs> this is a great tweet. Cast um. Caster Caster on Twitter said, why the f*** is Jason still in Hell's Kitchen this season? The dude can't cook, can't work as a part of the team, and can't pull his head out of his own <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> absolutely true, Cast. That is 100%. I think if there's any tweet that we've seen today, um, I think that absolutely perfectly uh, summarizes uh, Jason, 100%. Jason should have gotten sent home. I'm so done with Hell's Kitchen. I'm not done with Hell's Kitchen, but absolutely Jason Jason should have gone home like four episodes ago. I just cannot I just cannot stand him. <laughs> Jason I'm just I'm I'm literally I went and typed in Jason Hell's Kitchen on search and I'm just scrolling through to see just to see people's comments. Jason on Jason on this season the Hell's Kitchen has to be a plant. They haven't had a they haven't had a detestable villain in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I'd say the fact that he's a villain is pretty, uh, you know, pretty accurate. I know that, you know, Survivor, I know they've done heroes versus villains. It's a little different in this competition. I get that. Um, how, how is Jason not up for elimination on Hell's Kitchen? I don't know. I mean, some of the tweets are going back to, uh, like, you know, October, early September. But that's the common theme of the season, though, is that nobody, nobody likes this guy. Absolutely <sighs> Nobody. Oh my God! It's just. Oh yeah, it's. Oh my God. Oh. I mean, I think that this. I think my favorite comment has to be. I think I think I think my fa- honestly I think that my favorite tweet has to be from Caster. This is the one. Why the f- is why the. F- is Jason still in Hell's Kitchen this season? The dude can't cook, can't work as a part of the team, and can't pull his head out of his own ass. I completely agree. I feel like if there's any tweet that perfectly summarizes his tenure in Hell's Kitchen, it's him. He's so stuck up, dude. This is just turning into a rant against Jason. Um, but again, just as a fan of the show, I do not like him. I personally, for me personally, I cannot stand people that are overly cocky and think that they, no matter what, are above everybody else, um, especially in a team competition like this. Um, I can't stand that there's no room for that. Um, you need to be humble. That's why I love Jonathan. That's why I love Jonathan. That's why Jonathan, Jonathan's my favorite player in the season, even though I think Demir's the best chef in the season. I mean, Jonathan's the second best. But that's why Jonathan's my favorite, because he's playing for his daughter. He's a humble dude. He's like the nicest guy ever. Jonathan is like... Jonathan is so much more enjoyable to watch than Jason. Jason is such a little stuck-up prick that I just cannot stand him. And I know that most of the stuff that I say is probably going to be bleeped out, um, and I and I apologize, but I'm sorry. I feel like this is just the best way to express my anger on how much he just he infuriates me. Um, oh boy. Anyway, so. <laughs> I think I think that's it. Um I definitely want to start doing like more segments on this show um in terms of this. I loved I, I, I thought, you know, I thought that I might as well 
I thought that I could, you know, talk to talk to you guys. You know, Jason having him. You know, uh, just, oh, I hope he gets eliminated so bad. I don't know. I think I, I like I like the fact that I'm doing you know a little bit more like you know pulling up comments from X. I want to do more stuff like this on the pod. To be completely honest, um, definitely want to do more stuff like this. But anyways, um, I think you know what I think that does it. I think I'm finally done ranting about Jason. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. It's almost one o'clock, so I'm gonna head back to my room and watch a little bit of Sunday football. I gotta keep up with the. Sc- scores for my my fantasy football league but anyways yeah but that's gonna do it for this episode thank you guys so much for watching uh and i will see you for episode number four catch you guys later